me and Jessica used to listen to the, you know, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas time, time is here. <laughs> and I'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I've been lied to. There's not three kids singing Did they this. even do any type of funny voice at all? No, no. they literally are just like, Christmas, Christmas time is here. Yeah. They got to be like a little bit pitchy too yeah. right. to make it sound funny. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. Kind of like T-Pain when he sings like auto-tune, he's got to like throw his voice off a little yeah. bit. But, but I mean, but what, what did that do to though to Dave's voice? To who? What? Uh, Alvin the Chipmunks. It's, it's the, the the guy's name. His name's Dave, right? Oh, yeah. No, his is the same. Well, Bob, obviously they had to get like a very, very deep baritone <laughs> to play Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Now I'm understanding the joke. Over. <laughs> okay, now let's, let's, let's pitch that up uh, 100%. Alvin. Yeah, that sounds oh, good. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Please, can you go any lower? I'll try. <laughs> um, have you guys ever heard that Allstate commercial on the radio? Because uh, there's the guy who plays Serrano in uh, Major League. He's like mm-hmm. the new, he's like the Allstate spokesperson. He says, All, that's Allstate, Stan. He's got a yeah, cool voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I heard oh, a yeah. commercial recently and he goes like, drivers can save, <clears throat> drivers can save. <laughs> and he's like, drivers can, drivers. And then it, and then it just, it, like you can cl- tell it's a different yeah. guy and then it does like an edit switch and then he goes, <clears throat> drivers can see and I'm like oh okay I see what they did our uh, our Hulu account for some reason it's nothing but this one commercial and it's um, <laughs> DJ Khaled as a uh, coach brush for your teeth, brush your teeth oh Devin my gosh. tiny circles Devin we got really tired of that after a like, while <laughs> stop showing it I think at one point they were showing it like three times in a row don't give up don't give up I'm like listen DJ Khaled okay you seem like a decent enough guy but Please get off of my Please commercial. leave Devin alone. <laughs> Tiny circles, leave Devin. Devin alone. What kind of hell Tiny of a Groundhog circles. Day would that be if every single day DJ Khaled came to your house to teach you how to brush your teeth? <laughs> Thank you, DJ Khaled. <laughs> I think on that note, we should get started. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. And all the insanity Ooh. comes with it. Man. Man. I forget what we even talk about on this podcast. Did you, did you forget? We talk about, uh, hold on. Uh, we talk about Marion Berry Pancakes. Yes. We talk about uh, milk. Mustaches. Mustaches and milk farms. There you go. <laughs> and much, much more. Now we talk about music, music media, and, and the, the mission of, of Jesus. Jesus. And uh, much, yeah. much more. Um, and so today is, is going to be awesome because uh, we've kind of been doing... Uh, we did like a big, big, big series. If you remember our like spiritual beings, and then we mm-hmm. kind of took a, a break uh, and did a uh, one or two episodes in between. Yep. And so, and even got our live stream in there. And so we are getting really excited to start this new series that Zach has kind of uh, been championing. If you can use yeah. that as a word. Oh uh, yeah. And it's going to be fun because it kind of deals with how we think about the world just generally. And you know, for non-Christians, uh, maybe even for Christians still who kind of still have that like lingering, kind of like soft feeling about the background noise of the world, essentially. Yep. At the very least, I'm hoping that this is going to give us a better understanding of, of many of these different worldviews to help yeah. us um, better reach out to them and try to help fulfill that great commission. Talking. Yeah. So basically where this came from, I was in a class on world religions 
Um, yeah. And our approach to that, it was kind of from a Christian perspective. It was at a seminary. Um, so we just, we were like decided we were going to study these world religions um, and we would figure out where Christianity kind of um, sees it in a positive light. What are some of the negatives? And then right. we would say, what would be the Christian response? Or like, how would you win over people mm-hmm. who believe um, this worldview? Well, I got to thinking there's a whole lot of other worldviews that aren't official right. world religions. There's millions of them. Um, so we're going to talk about a bunch of commonly held beliefs, yeah. especially by people here in the West. There you go. Things that are probably popular. Sure. And you know what's funny is because none of these are an actual religion. Um, a lot of times you're going to find that Christians even believe these things. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. But before we even get into all of that, uh, now that you got the precursor, why don't we do a little worship? Zach, do you want to tell everybody what's going on with this song? Return, return, O Israel. Yeah. So this is a new song. Um, it's part of the it's part of the epic Paul journey. Yeah. It's going, which is Paul Blart, mall apostle. Um, so. <laughs> So what happened was that Paul Bart Blart was in his car on the way to the Damascus Mall and was yeah. uh, and, and 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 then suddenly he was some, hit by a Segway. No, no, suddenly a bunch of stuff hit his windshield and he could not see the road. <laughs> okay, and had to so, pull over. Oh, oh my terrible like oh. heresy aside. Yes. Um I have been working for years on this um kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of a concept album but it's paul and it's kind of his yeah. life and also some of the things that he thought um and this is the part where he is telling people about baptism and conversion right. and kind of like what's what's this about uh believing that jesus saved you um let me explain this to you guys yeah. and so he explains uh being saved and uh and baptism in terms of uh, the Exodus. So he says, you all, you guys were baptized. Well, what you were actually doing was your God was bringing you through the Red Sea. Uh, so, and he relates it back to Moses. So the first part of this song is actually Moses talking in kind of a flashback. That's and right. then it flashes forward to Paul. And then he talks about uh, salvation in Christ. So it's pretty go. good. I'm yeah, excited. buddy. Let's do it.
praise you. Um, we just um, thank you for all that you do with this podcast. Thank you for um, giving us the drive, giving us the um, the ambition and um, the 
interest in your word that we have um, that pushes us on. And God, today we continue to uh, seek after you, and we just pray that you would be here with us in all that we're doing. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well done, fellas. Beautiful song. That's gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. That's from Deuteronomy 32. Awesome. I love Deuteronomy. It's my newest, favoritest Old Testament book. You know, not a lot of people hold that view. Not a lot of people would say that. I just got done studying Deuteronomy for a class. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's my favorite because it's um, I'm at a point where like things that are challenging and hard to understand are like fun. Awesome. Like, I think James is very, like, hard knocks, like, challenging to people sometimes. Yeah. But it's been good to, like, stick to it. Yes. James is still my favorite book overall. James also, I believe it's four chapters or it's a a little bit more than... Yeah. No, it's it's not as long, but it's very... As as, as opposed to, like, 30... Yeah. 34, 36. Well, like, you've got, like, your needlepoint punches and then you have your kind of, (laughs) like... gradual yeah. understanding james yes. has his like precision strikes yes you know on certain things that's right stepping on your toes a bit but then he also has like a lot of really deep theological concepts that's and right. stuff so yeah it's a good book so to it, study I, th- I think james sure. because it's so short it's easier to, to digest mm-hmm. see the thing is though guys um james says like you know don't doubt and all of that stuff but I mean, who are we kidding? We should just be nice, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, are you saying that uh, people should be good just in general? I mean, who are we kidding? Like, <laughs> oh, God will be mad and stuff. It's like, you know what? You should just be good to your fellow man. And you should just like think that God's up there and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like he's watching, <laughs> right, but right, is he really right. mad? No, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads into our next topic. We will get into that. Uh, but we are talking about moralistic therapeutic deism how about a mouthful yeah there? see i'd never oh, actually wow. heard that phrase yeah, yeah what, what kind of term is that zach um it's clearly something that nerds came up with <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. it's quantifying something that is like a general principle That's it right. would be like if you said like um that uh uh, uh mastication <laughs> of the nourishment of produce mm-hmm. is like a term eating a salad eating a salad right so right, right. Yeah. i think that's kind of what what ended up happening sure, with this sure. phrase yeah yeah tell them about the twinkie egon <laughs> but anyway <laughs> so the way the way that i want to kind of structure these episodes um we're kind of approaching this in the way that paul would yeah so when okay. paul was in athens he goes to the um to the temple and they've got all these like statues to gods this is in the book of acts oh yes yeah and uh, he sees oh there's this statue to the unknown god and so he says, okay, they believe in this thing called the unknown God. I'm going to see like how that aligns with the gospel. I'm going to say you guys. So he says something like, um, I observe you all are very religious and he's kind of like giving them a compliment. So he starts off like with the positive side, then he kind of critiques it a little bit. He's like, yeah, here's what you're missing. And then he goes on to share the gospel with them. So he forms right. a Christian response kind of out of his response to what they believe. Um, so we're going to approach to understand um, these different worldviews, and then we're going to come up with kind of our mm-hmm. Christian response. Gotcha. So in Sounds this, good. yeah, in this first one, we're talking about moralistic therapeutic deism. 
Well, Zach, so. go, go through and tell us about the history of this. Where, where does this name, where does this idea come from of this this worldview, the, the, the structure yeah. that, has funny. Be, that has become this worldview? He, well, he he mentioned it earlier, but I almost feel like this one, especially this one in particular, may be very yeah. Western in nature. It is, yeah. So this is very, um, this is a very American outlook. Um, it is not a formalized set of beliefs that a bunch of people decided we're going to believe these things and we're going to call it this. Instead, um, it's kind of a general thought of what uh, teenagers in America believe. And these sociologists, when they researched, like, what are the religious beliefs of teenagers? And they compiled these, like, five common things that most American teenagers believed. And they came out with a book uh, called Soul Searching, The Religious and Spiritual Lives of American Teenagers. And it's from 2005. And I'm gotcha. going yeah. to challenge, I'm, I may not throw judgment or hate necessarily, but I may challenge where this comes from in a little bit after we get like kind of in yeah. the sure. of it. So, yeah. so, so what I find interesting is this, this book is from 2005, which so this, means this is actually kind of old. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of old, but more specifically, the study was probably done closer to 2004, 2003, which um, kind of, revealing a little bit of personal information i was in we high were, school we were in high school at this time yeah so this was uh, this is our culture this yes. this is millennials he's talking yeah. about yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah. this is the heart of the millennials so i wish that they would do a new one like that would be very interesting mm-hmm. to see what it like is where we're at now i i yeah. almost i almost well we don't have to get into this but i almost wonder how much more uh negatively uh, the new generation feels about Christianity than they did in yeah. 2004 or five, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, back then uh, we were still very much operating from a place where um, cultural Christianity existed. Sure. Right. It's very, sure. there's very, there's far less cultural Christianity. Yeah, now. that's true. It's much less accepted. You have fewer reasons to just say you're a Christian and not actually believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, but that's maybe another episode we could go into. Um, so, so, so yeah. t- tell me a little bit more about this, Zach. What, what, what are some of the findings? What are some of the things so they around surveyed? This? They surveyed teenagers in the year two thousand five, or maybe possibly before. Sure, um, sure, because it takes time to compile the book. Yeah, they did this research, and there are five things that they say most American teenagers believe. They, they, I think um, they talk not just to Christians, but to um, teenagers and Christians, just teenagers in general. Um, so here was kind of the most popular beliefs. Of course, people were all over the board, but as we go through these things, ask yourself, um, it, are these common beliefs that you encounter in your day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Is the, does this, the general population hold some of these viewpoints? Number one, a God exists who created and ordered the world and watches over human life on earth. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with that one. I'm with that one. I actually agree. Yeah. I think all three of us would agree with that one. Yeah, that seems pretty in line with biblical mentality thus far. Yeah. Uh, The second one, God wants people to be good, nice, and fair to each other as taught in the Bible and by most world religions. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Still kind of unborn. Yeah, well, kind of leaning away from it, but go ahead. Uh, Number three. The central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. Eh. <laughs> Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Continue. Sorry. I think okay. I think it's interesting. I, I well, don't think it's just teenagers that believe this. No, no. Um, and, and and this, uh, I think this is where you're starting to move more into the Joel Osteen prosperity gospel sure. mentality. Yeah. Uh, if, if you were trying to compare it to a Christian worldview. But 
Definitely. What is the goal of life? That's an interesting episode in itself, but go ahead. That's an interesting question. And, you know, you're going to answer it differently depending on what kind of worldview you come from. Mm-hmm. We should do our own research and demographics as a podcast. What would that look like? Maybe start a different time. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, the fourth one is uh, God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life, except when God is needed to resolve a problem. Ugh. Okay. Now, now we're moving nope. more into the vending machine. God, I'm going right, to call yeah. on him only when I need something and push the right buttons and hope he gives me what I want. I think at one point uh, when I was younger, maybe early high school, kind of before I was really devoted to Jesus before I was a Christian. I think, um, I think that's kind of maybe similarly to where I was at. Sure. Like God, I believed in God. I don't think I ever didn't believe in God, but I think I, at one point sort of thought he was pushed out and didn't have to be involved in your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, number five, good people go to heaven when they die. And now we're moving more into the Mormonism view. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's kind of just a general, yeah, um, general view of a lot of people. Like, sure, sure, I, I was good, and so yeah. so I go to heaven. I don't want to start. I don't. I don't want to start in on with, like with a lot of negativity. But I will. I I want to phrase it like this: Do you guys feel like a lot of these answers about the world are easy to believe in? Yeah, I, I no, I, I do. Yeah. I, I think they're easy. I think they're desirable to believe in. You, you want to believe these things. These are maybe the easiest things mm-hmm. you could assume about the world that don't make any ruffle any feathers. Does that sound fair? Sure. Yeah. sure. So if so, when we talk, when we think about Christianity as a whole, especially in 2020, a lot of people would say that uh, it's either if you're a non-Christian, you would say that it, you know all of it is. BS or whatever. And if you are a person who's somewhere in the middle, you would say like a lot, some of the, some of the stuff in the, in Christianity is very challenging. To There's me. a lot of, I would say probably sure. more, more people believe in some kind of God than not. Even no, if, right. even if most people aren't Christian, right. I think I don't have the stats to back that up, but I think that just n- general non-religious, but not uh-huh. atheist is sure. a pretty big category. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. what yeah. we, I think I used to call that civil, civil Christianity where you just like say you're Christian, which we talked about uh-huh. from 2004, 2005 might've been a little more prominent, but no, what I'm talking about is with these answers, the ones that line up with Christianity are the ones that like ease, like are easy to, to like accept about Christianity. Sure. Yeah. So things like, if you do something wrong, you might go to hell isn't listed. And that's because that's a harder thing to like believe. I think less people would be willing to say that they believe that, you know, especially back then. Now, now we have kind of a more like very deliberate divide, like where people are are doubling down on Christianity. But uh, I just, so not to sound negative, but I wonder if that generation or our generation, I'm talking about ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, came up and was like, this is like the easiest form to like, this is, this doesn't ruffle any of my feathers. It doesn't ruffle any of my friend's feathers. Yeah. And it's fine. Sure. No big deal. Well, it, keep, keep in mind that when these researchers are doing this, I'm not sure they're asking like, what are your top five views about religion? They no, probably, right. they probably ask like, what Maybe do you think about them, this? Yeah. Or, or more specifically, mm-hmm. do any of these answers seem to match what you believe most? Yeah. And this is where a majority of people tend to fall. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't read the whole book. I've just kind of read the findings here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm, I'll put the book in the link in the descriptions. Maybe some listeners of ours can read it and tell us what they think. But yeah, I'd be interested to know what, uh, what people said about hell since it does mention that good people go to heaven. Right. But there's no mention of the opposite. Have you noticed mm. that? Well, when we talked about this before, we talked about how hell is a touchy subject for a long it is. time. I think even, oh, absolutely. I think even absolutely. in a lot of Christian circles, I think there is a hesitancy to believe that people will go to hell. Well, sure. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't want, want to think that that's yeah, hard. Yeah. You don't want that to think about that. Yeah. You know, if, if your uncle is not a follower of Jesus, yeah. well, you don't want to think about that about him. Oh yeah. Much. I mean, I'm just talking about in general. Some sure. people, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who'd be resistant to. They're think like that. Just means like you don't get that to hell see even God. exists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there, then there's alternate views too. I mean, there's right. um, there's your Rob Bell's out there who uh, all, everybody's going to get all, saved. Yeah, we're all yeah. going to go to heaven. So um, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, okay. Um, so the five things. Uh, if if we sk- kind of skim, you know, we just like do the bullet points. It's just that God existed. He created the world and watches over us, but he's also wants us to be good and fair. Yeah. As taught by the Bible in general. Uh, uh, but then it also tags on there or other, most other world religions. Sure. Now the thing is, sure. I don't necessarily disagree because in the, in the true Muslim faith, in the Buddhist faith, yeah. in the Hinduist faith, yeah, all, there, all, there all are, these are trying to teach us to be good to one another. There are overlaps about goodness. Um, sure. but then the one that immediately stops me is the central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. Yeah. Um, that's a byproduct, not a goal, but we'll talk about that. And then God does not need particularly to be involved again. Real quick. What are some of the good things about this? What what, what are some of the more, the positives, the things that we can, as, as followers of Jesus, we can agree. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I don't need to be focusing on the, yeah, we'll start from the good. So what's the good from a Christian perspective? Um, well, I, I, I think that for one thing, uh, this is kind of an, This is kind of a weird thing to say, but I think that it's good that this is an open-minded sort of starting point. Um, Like I see um, if you already believe that some kind of deity or God exists, that's one hurdle already kind of cleared. Right. Sure. Sure. And and that's a great point, especially given more of uh, where we're starting to see less and less of that today. Yeah. I also think the fact that they even believe in a God is obviously a good step if that is a right. belief sure. system that you have. Yeah. Sure. You know. mm-hmm. I think that it's like, I see this belief is like very kind of empty and the things that it gets wrong, I think are more kind of out of a, almost an ignorance of like what the Bible says. So I think that, yeah. sure. I think that in, yeah. that's a great way of phrasing it. It's an, not a rejection. It's an ignorance. They just simply don't I think know. It is. I they think simply it is, don't yeah. know. I think there's a lot of assumptions that, that, naturally you would want to make like God wants us to be good and fair. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Romans one where it talks about how, um, God is like witness to himself throughout creation. And so even people that didn't know about, um, Israel had some knowledge of God because he had like planted in them some knowledge of himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that most people would say, you can, you can go C.S. Lewis basically on somebody and you can say, like, <laughs> yeah, you believe in morals like that's because that's got to come from somewhere, you know? So. Yeah. So 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 what are some of the other goods in this? So. Pushing, I mean, so to reiterate. Um, hmm, gosh, 
gosh, this is I this is a thing I want to address both in the good and bad column. Okay. But um the idea of goodness. Yeah. Just seeking after goodness is good. Sure. But as we'll get into what is goodness is the question I would re- would re- ask somebody. They say sure. you want to be good, fair, and nice to everybody. Well, obviously there are general things that are considered good. Like you can say, hello, how, how's your day going? And be like a pleasant person. You can pay for somebody's meal. You can open a door for somebody, whatever things, things that are, uh, that are nice to do. Sure. But what if you get into the stipulation on what certain acts are good and what certain acts are evil? Sure. Then the veil of the yeah. easy part yeah. of the belief gets a little more hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, so, so well, one of the things um, in Galatians that's written, mm-hmm. uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, um, but the fruit of the spirit. So this is what we're going to get into with like happiness, kind of some of the things they, they talk about in this, which would be like a very easy thing to read, which is, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. And so that this is a list of like nice things, right? But what is the, what is the definition of goodness, kindness, uh, faithfulness, Joy, peace, patience, gentleness, self-control. Now, if I went to somebody and I said, I practice kindness and self-control. Somebody could be like, oh, me too. I just went and protested for whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was being kind to the people I was supporting. And so then immediately somebody's like, I don't agree or I do agree. And so when it... The stipulation is, is there a true goodness? Is there a true kindness? But, but for in general, I like the fact that they actually are seeking to do good. Sure. I have no issue with somebody seeking to do well. Like, I think that that will lead you to God. But, and and I'm kind of with you on that as well, Colin, you know, this idea of, you know, loving each other, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great place to start. It's a, it's a, it's, it definitely lines up with the, with a lot of the teachings we see, obviously. And I think that, um, it's cool when, Christians can come in and uh, like turn somebody on to missions or something and use that as an outreach. Like I know for sure for like my dad, he didn't really get the whole Christian thing too much until he went to Haiti Mm. and he went to Haiti the first time uh, with work. And when he went there, he was like, Oh my gosh, my work is doing um, all this cool stuff down in Haiti. Like I want, I want to know more about that. So then I invited him on a, to go on a mission trip, yeah, you know, and that really like not opened a vacation. His eyes. <laughs> yeah, that opened his eyes to what like God is doing, That's you right. know, and I think that really um, kind of started planting some seeds that later sure. grew into him accepting Christ. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think the pursuit of being kind and good um, it doesn't necessarily have to lead you to Christ, but I think that it can if it's pointed in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's, um, I, you know, I'll even take it a step further, which is, will be sort of controversial. I'll play devil's advocate to my own belief here. Um, I think that God wants you to be happy and to love yourself. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the idea that God wants those things for you, but I don't necessarily, I would, I would not agree that 
your personal happiness is the goal is is the goal of life. Yeah. Um. Now, that's that's a hard pill to swallow because people will just say, "Well, whatever." But then we go back to goodness, well, right? Well, it, it not only is a hard pill to swallow, but in American culture, our, yeah. our, I mean, consumerist, no, no, yeah. uh, pleasurable I'm, I'm, I'm entertainment. Going, I'm going back to the for, the foundation. What what the is what is life, liberty, and the pursuit, pursuit of, of happiness. happiness? That's right. Yeah. I mean that 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 is that's true. That that is what our government is is founded on these ideas. So yeah, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not that it's guaranteed, but you are. But but to help ensure that everyone yeah. is is able to pursue happiness, and that becomes yeah. the focus of our culture of our yeah, country. Yeah, I think you know, I, my interpretation of that has always been that like the reason that that is written in there that way is more so that like it's our value in America to not inhibit anyone from pursuing happiness. The way uh, they see, fit. yes. And I, so it's like, you I agree. I, we would all agree that, you know, if it's a free country, then you have the right, as long as you're not hurting anybody else to pursue what you see as happiness. But right. I sure. think that we, a lot of times in our culture will extend that to mean like, I have a right to be happy <laughs> no like matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a right for nobody to take away your right to try things, you know, I'm only happy when I'm driving 120 yeah. on the interstate. <laughs> it's like, mm. there you go. Yeah. There's, there's ways that it, that it falls apart. Sure. Like, so, but. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the negative stuff. We, I guess we, we, we tried our best to be positive. <laughs> I, I try my best. Um, so, so I'll start with some negative stuff that I had kind of written down. Sorry. Uh, Moral therapeutic deists. <laughs> <laughs> again, I I think um and and again I think that I would actually be able to have this same kind of tactful or uh, conversation sure. yeah. with a lot of different belief systems. I would love to start the conversation by saying, well, "Here's the places where we agree, and that's great." Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, and so where can we go from there? But um, I would say that if if somebody was talking to me, they would say. Um, one of the things is this goodness thing, and I, I'll let you guys kind of uh, talk about some of the other ones that are written here, but um, the idea of goodness is very subjective unless you have a like blueprint for goodness. And I think God is that blueprint, but sure. a lot of people would disagree if they are not Christian. So then it, it gets into a, I mean, Ravi Zacharias has talked about this quite a bit, um, but like, how can you find happiness apart from goodness, meaning and goodness? Yeah. yeah. And so purpose in your life, what, what happens when, what, ha- what happens when, um, the, you pursue a life to do good, but your definition of good is completely different than your neighbor. Right. And your neighbor is pursuing to do something good, and the two of you who disagree end up doing evil to each other. And, sure, sure. And, and so, I guess the the pipe dream would be that somehow the entirety of the world would all unite under one definition of goodness and follow it, and that would be the dream of Christians yeah. everywhere. Right. But yeah. um, but the, the that is not something we're seeing with with this. So what you get instead is just like a general, like, ah, just be good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the old, uh, apologetic argument, you know, like what's, what, what do you call good? Right. You know, um, we are, as we are people that are messed up by sin, we, our gauges are all off. 
right? So we mm-hmm. can't. It's hard for us to decide. We can't decide what good is. So so it, it has to go back to the source, right? In a yeah. way, in a way, without Christianity, that would be a big question that you would have to answer sure. as you became an adult. Would be your belief on what goodness is. And so mm-hmm. then it gets into that like individualistic, like my truths, not nonsense, uh, not to be, you know, not to be too hateful or anybody who says my truth, but it's, it's not a no, phrase but, that I enjoy. No, but but th- that, that idea actually starts coming. It's, it's, it's an evolution of this. these ideas. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause you got a bunch of people saying, okay, the goal in life is to be happy and to be good. Um, to others. So and then I'm people start, do, start asking that question, what is good? What is good? I'm going to do what I think is good. And then people end up not agreeing. And, yeah. then, and then you start having, well, this is true for me. So it's my truth and, and my truth. You can and- get, you can get pretty whacked out on your definition of good. Oh, yeah. There's a verse in uh, Proverbs that I found recently that says something like, the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Yeah. So what they would call <laughs> mercy, if they're a wicked or foolish person, um, that they're actually practicing cruelty. Right. Like that's crazy to that's, think. I mean, yeah. And yeah. it is crazy to think, but also it's very, um, it comes from, it comes from a, like, that's what I'm saying. We, as a, the human race rely wholeheartedly on our own understanding. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and Jeremiah points that out. He says uh, that the heart is deceitful above all things right. and beyond cure. Who can understand it? It, it? His point was the fact that emotions, our feelings are are deceitful. Right. They, they, they deceive us above. It's, it's not that Satan is the greatest of all deceivers. It It is a deceiver, a deceitful above all things. It's the heart. Our hearts is yeah, one of the greatest right. deceivers <laughs> out there. Our yeah. feelings, our emotions. You know, Bob, it's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for Can anybody we forget that. about that <laughs> yeah. that time. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Jeremiah's situation fits this perfectly because yeah. he was he was a prophet that was given a message of um, yeah, Israel, you're going to be taken out and uh, you're going to go off to captivity in Babylon. Sorry, that was a hard message for them to hear. But there were other so-called prophets that were preaching. You know, no, God wants Israel to be happy. You know. God's just going to like bring good things for Israel. And he's like, listen, like, I know your heart wants to believe that, but the heart is deceitful. Right. Yeah. So like what, um, there is a common phrase that is used throughout history, especially in American culture. And that is the greater good. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) If anybody ever seen the, the greater good, yeah, the movie hot fuzz. fuzz. It's for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. So, um, here, here, here's the, here's the grand question. Can two things that are completely conflicting be good? I would say that that is possible, but in today's world, unlikely in the scope of what God says. Now, Hmm. could you, could you both say that, um, you need to judge someone and, you need to love someone. Those things sort of conflict, but if you really look at it, they don't. They're very much similar things. Yeah, we've had an episode on this previously. So you all know very well much how I feel about so that. So God, <laughs> dude, God has a God. We ha, we have to know three things about God. If if you're just studying these things from Augustine of Hippo, he would say God is morally good. 
He is all powerful and all knowing, right? Right. Morally good, I would argue, is the most important of those three things. If you could say universally, like that is almost more powerful to me than power Mm. because I don't think it's possible for any person on earth, regardless of how powerful or how much they know, to be morally good. You could be a very powerful sorcerer. Yeah, exactly. Right, you could be you could be a time traveler who has sorcerer's powers and not be morally good. I think you could be a time traveler who regenerates his appearance whenever an actor wants to quit. And oh, right, yeah, right. So to be truly morally good, it, it, you have to truly be the essence of goodness. I feel mm-hmm. like, and and so that's how we feel about God. And so when you get to that point where you say, uh, you know, just be good, and so like. I lack the I lack the heart, the spirit to to truly live that out. I would yeah. say, yeah, me personally, Colin. and I think that's a very wise thing to learn about oneself mm-hmm. that right. you that you are gonna fail. I think that it's more foolish to assume that you can do good on your own. Yeah, right. Yeah, even even some of the greatest prophets throughout the scriptures have stumbled Mm -hmm. like Elijah who got like scared and ran away or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, that's a good example. I mean, so many different Mm -hmm. times, uh, you know, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that goodness is very, very hard to attain, but it is passed around in American culture as just like a general, just I think American nice. culture thinks that most people are good. There's just those bad apples. Sure, and, sure. Yeah. Like 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 Hitler and maybe Stalin. Maybe he, he's, <laughs> he, 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 he's even a gray area. Mal, he's a little more popular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push this right to the limit. Here yeah. we go. I think from Hitler's and his associates' perspective, they were doing good things. I think, oh, that absolutely. They, I think that they did justify. Yeah. To themselves. They believe yeah. they were doing mm-hmm. good. And so where, where does that leave us? If, if, if Hitler believes in, uh, 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 um, oh gosh, how do you say this? Say it, Zach, uh, moralistic therapeutic deism. If, if Hitler believed in moral therapeutic deism, moralistic, he would actually line up with these five things. Think about it. Yeah. He, he did believe that a God existed. Um, he thought the central goal was to be happy and to feel good. Did he believe that uh, God wants people to be nice? Well, he, 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 I, I think he, Hitler may have actually believed that to some extent, but his view of nice was, was different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now, now. Uh, so, so we, we are being nice he's by like, purifying like, hey, the Aryan I am, race. I am nice guy. So I'm not comparing other people that have this worldview to Hitler. I'm not doing that. You're, you kind of went Jordan Peterson on us. Like, if you lived in uh, Germany, you probably would be a Nazi. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that this is so easy to believe that almost anybody can use this. Anyone. As, yeah, that's and, true. And could still justify doing certain yeah. things that wouldn't necessarily be good. Yeah, well, it, because it, it, it tends to be a very self-centered theology or viewpoint. That's right. I, I, yeah. the, I use the term theology probably isn't right there but a viewpoint a viewpoint it is a theology i mean that just means what you believe about god yeah okay that's true that's true yeah makes it a theology so if we're so the last little note i put here which i think maybe is geared more towards the kingdom building aspect and that is that being good isn't enough yeah i think that being even even just being like okay 
I'm going to decide that I'm going to trust God's like blueprint for goodness and just be good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough to completely uh, uh, answer the big questions of the world. Well, I, and, I, I think there are several examples of where Christ did things that many people would not consider to be good. Yeah. Um, uh, from, 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 from turning over the, the, the tables in the temple courts where he says, you've turned this into my right. father's house into a den of robbers to the point where he even looked at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. He refers to the Pharisees. That Pharise- wasn't very nice. Yes. He referred to, to, to uh, the Pharisees. Like, it's like in your teaching people, making them twice the sons of hell that you are. He calls them yeah, sons sure. of hell. I, I mean, you I mean, actors, <laughs> you actors. That's yes. what the word hypocrite means. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, so these are things that most people would not consider to yeah. be nice. Yep. And yet they were still true. And the son of God himself is the one who did them and said them. So, so, so if my, I guess this is where I would leave it. Uh, Cause we're going to go into what Christians would say, but I would say that like, if you knew every single solitary thing that God laid out for the world, yeah. that was a good thing. And all you did, you didn't believe in God necessarily, but you just followed those rules. Yeah. You would still run into problems with the world, right? Because your loved one is going to die. You're uh, going to be oppressed because of your, uh, because of the way you live your life or the way you choose to believe, or there are a lot of other things going on that, can't be solved just by being a good person. Yeah, sure. Sure. And there's many things that are going to make you unhappy. So, so if we're, if this series is about answering the question, how, how should we think about the world? Um, I think this one is easy as long as you don't ask too many questions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It falls apart very easily. It's kind of like well, even a like, mobster goes yeah. into a laundromat and yeah. it's like, Hey, every morning I'm going to bring you uh you know, a box with something in it. Right. And I'm just going to give you 500 bucks and you're not going to say nothing. It's weasels. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and the person's like, um, I guess that's okay. Uh, but what's in the box. <laughs> that's not what I'm paying you to do. I'm not paying you to ask questions. I'm paying you to just have a good day and enjoy your $500. Okay, great. But like at one point you're going to look in that box and find some weasels in there and be like, sir, I don't think we can have weasels in this laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you should never have looked in the box, buddy. <laughs> so, so that's my thing is that um, it's kind of like what Joe Pesci says in My Cousin Vinny. He says, it's going to show you it's got straight, straight sides. sides. It's all square. But if you look at it the yeah. right way, yeah. it's paper thin. <laughs> you know? Right. So that's how I feel about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so as, a, as a follower of Jesus, what would you say to someone who comes up to you and basically expresses these mm-hmm. viewpoints and wants to have this conversation with you? I would um I would start with the meaning of life question. I think that mm. a lot of this is built around that. Is the meaning of life truly about being happy? Mm. And if it's not, because I think it's pretty easy to poke holes in the meaning of life um yeah. being um happiness. I mean, you could ask like I think there's like a philosopher question that is like, is happiness found at the bottom of yet another bottle? You know, like, are you going to just like if you're just giving in and um, you're making yourself happy all the time, are you eventually going to just like break through and be enlightened suddenly? Sure. Like most of the time when you're trying to make yourself happy um, and actually the opposite effect. Well, that's true. I tend to find that with happiness that it's the more something you have, the less it's got diminishing returns. Interesting. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, so as, as I, as I eat a piece of chocolate cake. You know, that makes me pretty happy. But if you have I, a I fridge like full of chocolate cake. Yes. 
and yeah. you eat it every day. And and, and it's like, oh, meal. yeah, another piece of chocolate cake. So, yeah. oh, yes, uh, time for my daily piece of chocolate cake. And there's going to that's not really going to bring me as much. This is happiness why anymore. This is why drugs are so bad, because people continue to get diminishing returns. And that's how you get addicted and you can't yes. get off of drugs. So, so you, you got to take yeah. more to try to get more of that high, yeah. you get, get more of that endorphin, that happiness from it. I, it's interesting that you guys bring this up. I actually have been watching a lot of videos on this recently. Um, this idea that uh, celebrities are like mm-hmm. the happiest people in the world. When in fact they're really not. In fact, they would no. be, most yeah. of them would be very, very unhappy, but they don't know why they're unhappy. Yeah. Um, Dave Chappelle, who I, I I don't know if I would recommend him to every one of our viewer audience necessarily. He was but, really good at Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> he was oh, very yeah. good in that movie. But I will say that uh, I will say this about uh, he had a stand up one time that was very much this particular point wasn't necessarily a joking part. Uh, the way he told it kind of you know, incites laughter, but um, he talked about this friend of his that he had never hadn't seen in a while that he saw it at um, Foot Locker. And he used to be like a, a, like a pretty high paying position somewhere. And okay. then his wife left him and all of these things happened and he lost uh-huh. all of his money. I think he said he had invested a bunch of money or something and then his wife took it. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up just working a low paying job at Foot Locker and he had like kids that he needed to pay take care of and stuff. Okay. And he was comparing that guy's life to, um, there was a, there was a guy, he was the host of, um, uh, uh America's funny some videos. And then he ended up being the guy who would go out and taste food from other countries. I'm trying to remember the name of the celebrity, but he had recently committed suicide. Um, and Dave Chappelle's point that he had made was that this guy had, he literally had the best job in the world. Oh, yeah. Go anywhere you can go for free and try and eat as much food as he wants and just do whatever he wants to do. And that guy committed suicide, and yet he had another friend who had lost everything, money, and went from being in a best-paying position to one of the lower uh, working situations, and he was middle-aged and had all of these problems, and he didn't feel, like, and when he asked him, like, how you been doing, he's like, oh, I'm doing pretty good, I'm still doing okay. And so, it's interesting, if we pursue happiness, the American dream, Mm -hmm. are we really pursuing happiness at all? It doesn't tend to make people happy. Right. So that's that'd be step one. Step two. That's a Christian. That's yeah. me talking to yeah. somebody of this. Yeah. This sure. mindset. Yeah. So step step one, you can definitely poke holes in and just the, the idea pur- your of purpo- happiness. The idea of your purpose being happiness. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. We we do believe that you can be happy. Yeah. But um, it's not your ultimate purpose in life. So you got to ask, okay, if that's not the ultimate purpose in life, is there something that is ah. the ultimate purpose in life? And that's where you can present um, the Christian point of view. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of places you can turn to in the Bible that talk about how our um, relationship with God is the most important thing. That's what gives us purpose. And what I find interesting real quick before just going back just a little bit to happiness is that Paul was able to find happiness just about anywhere. He He, was in prison. He was in prison and singing. You yeah. know, they were singing worship songs while in prison, and had the had the right. other prisoners there entranced in what they were taught, what they were singing about. And it's like, what is going on with these? They found happiness in what many people would consider to be the lowest points of your life. This is a man who was stoned multiple mm-hmm. times, and he was still able to find happiness because he had a greater purpose. And ha- happiness itself wasn't it. It was it was it was in something much much greater. Yeah. There's something called uh, the Westminster Catechism, and um, it ha- it 
a catechism is like a thing where like there's like a question and then an answer and then people were supposed to memorize it. And um, in the Westminster version of it, it says, um, what is the chief end of mankind? And the chief, the answer is the chief end of mankind is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So, so there is joy within the purpose of humans. Like I said, it's a byproduct, but it's it's a a joy. It's it's an effect. It's a joy of giving glory to God. So, um, so another thing too, even if I couldn't get them to necessarily believe in Christianity right off the bat, I wonder if I could convince somebody of this mentality. The, the biggest hurdle I think in the world is submitting to the idea that you are not as important or that you should start living your life yeah. for something other than yourself. Yeah. Mm. Even someone other than yourself. And so a lot of times I see huge transformations in people who finally found a dedicated marriage yeah. or relationship because then the mentality changes. Like, wait a minute, I, I don't need to be going out and uh, partying or I don't need to be uh, necessarily working out uh, for myself anymore. I like the idea that I can come home and, and, and be a blessing to someone else. Right. Mm, yeah. So I wonder if I could even get someone that far as to say, like, do you believe, wholeheartedly that serving just yourself is the only goal of the world. That could be like step two, a right. And the other one I just mentioned. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so, and so if you can get, if you can at least get there, yeah, then because I think that a lot of atheists who criticize Christianity believe that you are silly or foolish for serving a God that you can't quotations see or sense. Um, and so what's interesting is that if your wife is away at work and you're not like hanging out with her right then, do you still do the dishes? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but that's like, that's the easiest analogy I can think of. Um, God, God to me is like a father son relationship. That is the smallest box I can put him in. But even if I could get somebody just there from, mm-hmm. from mono, uh, a moralistic, uh, deism uh to say like do you feel like your relationship with your father is i need to serve myself and forget my father do you feel like your father's relationship with you is i need to serve myself and forget my son and if you don't agree then this mentality maybe needs to have a gut check and that right there really kind of points towards number four and 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 the and this uh and the five and our list of five things and and that's where God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life, except when God is needed to resolve a problem. You're saying this, this is, it's not just when he need when we have a problem, it's there's a relationship there. There's a desire yeah. to know one another. Well, not just that too, but like, and, and unfortunately a lot of uh, Valley kids, a lot of like very spoiled children of today might grow up thinking that they would only call their parents if they need money or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like if you ever watched Dr. Phil, you've seen a million of them, but you know, (laughs) like I only wanted this expensive car, but it's like, do you understand that your parents relationship Mm -hmm. with you is predicated on love and not on like, so they are serving you should be or should be right. Hopefully. So what I am saying is if you can get a person at least that far, I think that the Mm -hmm. rest of the way is easier than the idea that you shouldn't always be serving yourself. I think Christians today still really believe that they should be serving themselves, which is sad. There is definitely a segment that, that holds that viewpoint to where 
It's about what what I want for for my service yeah. on my Sunday morning it's, at my church. And it's and, potentially all of us at any point. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fallacy that we can slip into. So we got to check ourselves. I mean, even if your life goal is just to make the world a better place, which I hear a lot of people will say that like atheists will say like, I'm here to like be a, uh, uh, be a a, a service to my community or something along that line. Even that is selfless. It's more selfless than serving yourself. Sure. Uh, So, but, but also just as vague and just as, Mm. as, as shallow in a lot of ways as as some of these other viewpoints as well. I would actually, as, as being happy, Oh, I'm trying to make the world a better place. And what does that look like? Well, sure. well, uh, well, it by depends. They, it's answered in different ways. Yes. Yes. And, but yeah. some, some would say by making it a, clean, a cl- cleaner, greener planet. Others would say by making the Aryan race the best there is. Or yeah. Genocide. <laughs> That's what Hitler might say. But, uh, but, but at least you could get there. You could say, okay, <laughs> I can actually agree with you that I would like to make the world a better place. But the way that I've gone, decided Colony to do that. Nazi. Yeah, right. But the way I've decided, like, so that would be like a connecting point. I would say, like, if that is how you feel, that you want to make the world a better place, let me put it to you this way. Does serving others, does serving someone other than yourself make the world a better place? And if so, does that mean that just serving yourself wholeheartedly, just serving yourself, doesn't that make the world not a better place and just serve you only? You being happy doesn't make the world a better place. I'm sorry, but that's 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 a right. universal yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. And from yeah. your perspective, you serving yourself all the time doesn't make the world a better place. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't even make you better, apparently, <laughs> right. because yeah, it tends to make you worse a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then you know, obviously, um, the I think the logic behind the cross kind of. Um, the pinnacle of all Christian, uh, Christian it kind beliefs. of, yeah, it kind of flies in the face of a lot of this. Like if the central goal in life is to be happy, um, like why did Jesus come and die on the cross? Right. You know, if good people go to heaven and you can just be good to get into heaven, why didn't Jesus just come and say, um, all right, everybody be good. Like there'd be no need for the cross. He right. o- he always tells yeah. people to love each other. Yeah. He, he Jesus Jesus never forgot to say to love each other, but he right. also always starts with love the Lord your God. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's like you were saying, where being good isn't enough. It's not enough. If it, absolutely, if being good were enough, we wouldn't have needed Jesus to die on the cross for us. Right. Right. So I don't even think being good is enough for atheists, though. I'm saying like a person who doesn't even believe in Jesus. I think being a nice person every day doesn't solve all of the world's problems. Right. So it falls apart on multiple fronts. Oh, absolutely. Well, but I think, yeah, I think I think I guess what I'm saying is the step five or whatever for driving towards it would be to introduce Jesus into it. Absolutely. As as the reason um, for us to be good. I mean, just if. If a non-Christian person, if I said for one month, would you attempt to live like Jesus lived or at least live like one of the apostles lived mm-hmm. every day of your life? Would you try and do that for a month, for every day for a month? I wonder how long it would take them to start feeling like they needed to like serve themselves. Right. The whole point of Jesus coming was to teach in servitude. He says taking the very nature of a servant. Right. Not a dictator, not a boss, not a uh, not a uh, a, a pleasure seeker, 
Uh, none of that yeah. applies to Jesus. Jesus came wholeheartedly he, to serve man. He had all the rights. Serve mankind. He had all the rights and privileges of God. He was mm-hmm. God himself. Right. Yep. And so he laid all that aside. He didn't come as a ruler or an emperor right. or a king or even like a rich person. Like he came as a, um, as a humble servant. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like uh, in James where he talks about how um, hit me with some James <laughs> at James chapter, where James Came chapter two full circle uh, where, where, um, where uh, he mentions how um, that it's like you, you believe that there's a God. Well, that's great. <coughs> he, he, that's great. He, even the demons believe that and they tremble in fear. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> oh man, that's a, such yeah. a good quote. No, and, and so it's, it's his point. There was the fact that it's not just a, it's just not believing that there is a God that that's not enough. It's, yeah. it, it's moving beyond that and having relationship with that God, that God who's reaching out, reaching out the point of bringing his own son into this world and saying, I have want to have relationship with you. That's right. But yeah, well, there you go. I think we covered it. We just tore it apart. It's dumb to think that way. No, I. Yeah, you moralistic, <laughs> therapeutic deists. This is also there I, I, who are calling yourselves I, that. I don't know. This is if this would be effective necessarily, but I think this is a, a episode both for non and for non Christians yeah. and for Christians. I, I I would honestly find it interesting if how, how many of us would actually take these questions, or take take these five points, the, the, these five points that are presented in this in this worldview. And, and bring them up to people in your church. Do you believe this? And see how many of them uh-huh. would actually agree with right. these mm. ideas. Almost sounds like a good like sermon or small group series or something. <laughs> it's easy to like, believe these things. It really is. Yeah. Like um, that's what I'm. That's what the point I was making before is that none of none of that is really challenging. But unfortunately for the the world. Um, some things are not cut and dry and are very challenging uh, when when truth is masked by a lot of other mm-hmm. uh, gobbledygook. But yeah, um, gobbledygook. So thank you for listening. Uh, we will uh, m- keep uh, this ball rolling next week. Uh, I guess we are talking about good vibes, good vibes, karma, and good thoughts. Good thoughts. And so we will <laughs> uh, we will check back in with you all next time. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Uh, also, thank you for listening. Check us out on all of the podcast uh, websites. You know them. Um, you love them. Whichever one's your favorite, pick your poison and make sure to leave us a rating, a like, a comment, and a star, or whatever. And we'll catch yep. you next time. Peace.